Welcome to The Nature Connection, the podcast featuring Dr. Les Higgins, who's an enthusiastic bushwalker who studied the psychology of nature connectedness and written extensively about it. I'm Wendy Moore, an artist who finds great inspiration and sanity from wandering in the bush. Both of us are passionate about connecting with nature and we hope that our chats will encourage and empower you to deepen your own relationship with nature. Liz, last week we were talking a little bit about your nature connectedness and I was just wondering whether you've always been a nature-connected person. No, I, I haven't. I suppose my best guess is that I became nature-connected in my early 40s um, as a country boy, I had plenty of contacts with nature growing up, but I didn't feel closely connected with it. Now, in my early adult life, I, uh, you know, I occasionally spent time in nature, uh, hanging out with friends, especially girls, and for recreational purposes. But nature was where I had fun, and that was about it. The, my journey to nature connectedness began in the 30s. Uh, I was married with two young daughters and living a very busy life and sometimes it was a very pressured one. And uh, both my wife and I realised that we needed a recreational activity we could enjoy as a family. And uh, almost by chance, a friend suggested to us that we uh, join a bushwalking organisation and um, we decided to follow that suggestion and as the saying goes, the rest is history. Right, so what do you mean by that? How did it work? Well, uh, from the start, we, we enjoyed bushwalking immensely. Um, and then it soon led on to other things, including trekking in Nepal, would you believe? And the mm -hmm. bushwalking brought us closer together as a family, quite apart from the fun we were having together. And, and apart from the walking and the trekking with the family, what else were you doing in your journey? I can answer this, I suppose, by saying that there were really two aspects to the journey. Uh, the first comprised the things I did on the journey, so to speak, the nature activities I undertook. From the day walks I was doing with the family, I gradually expanded these to include, um, uh, my activities to include uh, camping, wilderness backpacking, uh, canyoning, abseiling, rock climbing. And the family trek left me with a, a passion for trekking, which took me back to the Himalaya quite regularly through the 1980s and 90s, mainly as a non-releader for a commercial trekking company. Now, during that same period, I was um, involved in running adult bushwalking and camping courses. And also during that period, I became an enthusiastic gardener. It seemed I was keen to bring nature to my own little suburban quarter-acre block. Then um, I suppose uh, I'd need to add uh, my writing activities to this. In the late 1990s, I, uh, uh, I was commissioned to write a walking guidebook. And um, then since then, the, the journey's continued, not as actively in recent times, but more a journey of reading and thinking about nature connectedness and my own nature connectedness and that of others. That's a lot of different activities. I mean, you're talking about, you know, very, very physical activities like the, you know, the abseiling and the camping, and then you're talking about gardening, 
writing, all sorts of things. It's what, what do you think it was about doing these different activities that helped you to become nature connected? Nature did wonderful things for me. Like every other person, I need a mental, emotional and spiritual connection with nature. And this need is met by engaging with nature frequently and regularly and intimately. And I found that nature generously rewards us for relating in that way to it. And as a result, we want more of the relationship. And this is what my nature activities did for me in spades. So the more you did the more you enjoyed the rewards and that encouraged you to keep doing more of it. It was like a a cyclical thing. That's absolutely right. And what we're talking about here is the second aspect of the journey. Sometimes I think of it as the inner journey, the journey that was um, involved my mind, my feelings, spirituality, I suppose I'd have to add. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you've talked about the rewards, the good things. How would you describe some of the rewards that you have experienced yourself personally, Les? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Look, there are so many that I could, if I talked about them in detail, would be here all day, I guess. But here's just a sketch. Now, some of the the rewards are sort of the positive emotions that expand um, our mental and emotional boundaries You know, believe it or not, they make us smarter, kinder and more spiritual. Um, Others of the rewards de-stress us. They help us to regain our vitality and to deal with life rough patches. And I found that there were still Mm -hmm. other rewards that were uh, sort of uh, building blocks of well-being, such as self-understanding, self-esteem, emotional resilience camaraderie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, a, a, and a, a commitment to taking care of the natural environment. Uh, and also, yes, obviously, yes. of course, some of the good things that um, come from involvement with nature include sunlight and fresh air and all those health-giving elements of nature. And mm. I should mention mm. as well that children don't miss out on the good things that nature can deliver them. For them, you know, the the good things include experiences that are absolutely essential for their development and their physical and mental well-being. Oh, and look, I I know so much of this is true for me and that certainly the times in my life when I'm prioritising being nature-connected, I guess I feel that I just cope better with the things that come up. It doesn't mean that it sort of magically changes things, but it magically changes how I respond, I suppose. Um, and I think I also, I'm more likely to see beauty and, and enjoy life more when I am more nature connected. Um, so, yeah, the other thing I suppose that I'd mention is that when I come home from a walk, I've often got a head full of creative ideas, sort of things that I'd like to make or, um, you know, that inspire the work that I do. So, yeah, lots of rewards there. We know it's good for us, Les. Is it hard for people to become nature-connected? No, it's not. And there are two reasons for this. The first is that our brains are actually programmed to make it easy for us to become nature-connected. 
And second, there is a pathway to nature connectedness for virtually everyone. And that's because there's so many nature activities to choose from that it's possible for us all to find the pathway that's right for us. Mm. Even children can make their way to nature connectedness, you know, especially if they're helped to play freely in natural places. And that includes household gardens. Yes, so you're saying you don't have to be, you know, living out in the wilderness and um, communing with nature every second of the day to become a nature-connected person. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Um, It really has to do not so much with the kind of activities, but what we make of them, how we uh, engage with nature through the activities. That really is what matters. So we know that becoming more nature-connected is good for us. We know that we're wired to do it, that it's, it's not going to be super difficult. How do we actually do it? How do we become more nature-connected? Again, that's another big question, but I'll answer it at this point just by picking up a couple of um, broad guidelines The first and central one is that you must make your journey to nature connectedness your way. And generally speaking, I think that means start simply and proceed gradually. Always choose activities that you're confident you will enjoy and that you can manage comfortably. Mm -hmm. Now, I did most Mm -hmm. of my journey Mm -hmm. in wild nature, doing what some people might call adventurous things. But it's just as possible to become nature-connected in cities and towns, just as we said a moment ago, undertaking activities in gardens, parks and other forms of urban nature. The second point was you will, we will connect with nature more rapidly if we interact with the natural world by stopping, pausing and engaging with it mindfully. You know, the stopping and the pausing provides the time for nature to be noticed. We can be surrounded by nature but pay it little attention. Now, that's okay under some circumstances. It's quite appropriate. But for most of the time on our, on, on, uh, our nature connectedness journey, we should be immersed in the natural world. That is, engage with it very attentively, mindfully and indeed Caringly, thinking about at the same time how we might uh, take care, look after the things that are speaking to us so deeply. It sounds as though we can actually be quite flexible in the things that we do to increase nature connectedness. So sometimes the situation will will sort of determine what we can and can't do, won't it? Um, I'm just thinking, you know, there are sometimes when doing sort of adventurous wilderness things aren't going to be possible. Um, So I think it's fantastic that there are more uh, sedentary or home-based things that we can do so that we can just mix it up a bit. I think that's a really really important thing about nature connectedness. And and one of the things that um, I really, I'm going to take home this week is your comment about immersion and really, really pausing and engaging with nature. And one of the things that helps me to do that is to to think about colours 
And so this week, my my intention for the week will be just to make some colour notes, some take a packet of pencils into the bush and just make some little notes about all the different colours that I see around me, even taking photographs um, and, and bringing them home, but just to really kind of immerse myself in the colours that are in nature around me. What will you do? I'm going to do something very similar because at the moment in the part of the world I'm in, we've, um, we've got the spring flowers and um, we're fortunate too where I live that we've, um, we have some urban nature nearby and uh, what I've been, what I will certainly do and uh, is go out and I'm just going to pay a little more attention this week to the, to the detail of the flowers to um, mm. their shapes as well as their colours and I'll, I'll just spend time, I think, observing just some of the Dilwinia and the Grevillea and all the other beautiful native plant flowers that uh, are blossoming at the moment. So that's what I'm looking forward to, forward to doing. Sounds good and it will be fun to talk about it more next week. We we'll look forward to catching up then. Indeed. See you, Les. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you found our conversation encouraging, motivating and helpful. You can read more about nature connectedness in Les's blog, Our Green Genes. That's www.ourgreengenes.wordpress and genes is spelled G-E-N-E-S. Or in his book, Connect with Nature, one of the best things you can do for yourself, others and planet Earth. And this is available online at www.connectwithnatureguide.com and at www.inspiringbookshop.com and through all book retailers. To learn about me and my art, visit www.afterthemonsoon.com.